0: Forgotten Flicks, episode 41, Labyrinth, 1986.
1: We've got to get out of this stanch! No, first Oh Of what speakest thou?
0: Ludo. Oh, I'm sorry. (coughs) Hold on. (coughs) I I had something stuck in my throat. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. As always, I am Jason, and I am joined by my id, Joel. Wait. Strike that. Reverse it. Joel. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Strike that. Reverse it. What a maroon. Yes, I am Joel, and joined as always by the lovely Jason. Good evening, brother. How yes. are you doing? I am here. Yep, and I guess that's you enough. Are. All things considered, you are. I am here. It's true. It's <laughs> this is not just a pre-recorded voice of me that just happened to perfectly anticipate everything you were going to say.
2: And It's not a coked-up gerbil. I thought it was meth. You messed up, gerbil.
0: Yeah, meth so up. up. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a messed-up gerbil right there, buddy. Is... <laughs> okay.
2: So you realize what today is, right?
0: It is. Uh the beginning of Hanukkah. No. Uh, it
2: is, it is,
0: is it? the um, All Saints Day. Mm
2: no, that's past. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's our first non spooky oh. flicks fest episode. It's very oh, depressing.
0: Oh yes. Well, you know what yesterday
2: was? What was yesterday?
0: All Saints Day. <laughs>
2: Yes, because yeah, we Yeah, but not for the people listening.
0: Okay, well for us, because we were supposed to record then, and uh let's just say I'm a moron. Somebody
2: screwed the pooch? Yeah. What? Well Someone dropped maybe, the Ludo. You know what,
0: buddy? Judge <laughs> it if you will, but maybe the pooch liked it. Did you ever think of that? No, yes, I completely screwed up. We had technical issues.
2: And um, yeah. But the other thing is mm-hmm. now it's past. By the time this, this episode goes out, it will be past uh the announcement of the podcast awards which i'm sure we didn't win but
0: whoa yeah. whoa why so negative <laughs> why so serious
2: <laughs> yeah so the announcement will have been made on august 5th at 1 pst uh so that's like 4:30 30 our time so yes um if we won
0: yay uh, yay and if we didn't if we didn't right? Uh, i'm going home
1: God.
0: <laughs> yeah, if not, I'm
2: still happy. But
1: yeah, it was know.
0: it was cool. It was it was just really it was just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> really, that's that's really what matters.
2: But so, more importantly, we had a fantastic October. So yes, we did. Uh,
0: Seriously, everybody, we appreciate all the feedback. We appreciate all the voting. We appreciate all the visits. We appreciate oh, special everything. guests, all the tweeting and the yep. twittering and the facebooking and the jello pudding pop. <sighs> yes, and also a couple of the quick thank yous, Jason. I would like yep. to throw out there. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank Jen and Ryan of Pop Spotting. Oh yeah, absolutely. They are awesome. I am like a gazillion months behind. Actually I think it's like two. On all of my <laughs> podcast listening, I was catching up and I came across I think it was their one episode one thirty three. They yep. did their top like five podcasts each. You know, that, that they advised people to listen to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, your audience is going to turn on you when they get to us. Yeah. And actually, Jen's first pick out the gate was this this little podcast here. And that was uber cool, because in case you don't know, and if you don't really, <laughs> Ryan and Jen did the Transmission, which was a lost podcast. And it is a podcast that both Jason and I listen to religiously and would discuss ad nauseum. Not, not mm-hmm. at work, of course, because at work. We're focused, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're focused, right? You're focused anywhere. Yes, I am, yes. (laughs) Right.
0: But we would talk about it a lot, and we really love the show, and it was one of the things, you know, that inspired us to want to do a podcast, and, you know, I, I, I felt like, you know, Listening to them, they seem like they're having so much fun doing it. It was their mm-hmm. podcast, and there was a couple other ones that really just you know got us excited about doing this. So we want to thank them because it seriously, when I heard that, I almost fell out of my freaking chair. So <laughs> yeah, yes, I really appreciate that. It meant a lot, and I really love the kind words that they said. So uh, yep. thank you for that. And uh, our boy JV, I want to thank him. Uh, the guy does the kick butt spoiler alerts uh, for us. He actually uh, <laughs> because welcome to Slackerville, population. <laughs>
2: Joel. Here comes the pooch again. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. He actually did a promo for us and put it on his own show. He had to do this because Joel has tried to do two promos. Jason showed up for both, <laughs> did them both like a true champion. Both were deemed wildly inappropriate <laughs> and capable of getting us new listeners. So And
2: were quickly flushed down the large commode. Where they belonged. Yes. yes.
0: Let's just say there may have been inappropriate jokes and <laughs> and things that on paper sounded hilarious, but oh, well. in actual practice, not so much. Mm. So we are actually redoing it. But because JV is, is someone who actually gets things done, he takes action and he created a promo for us.
2: <laughs> yeah. which was awesome he, he took pity on us and yes. put it on his own show but yes. yeah if you want to hear it the most recent episode of jv, J-V mail. mail and yep. that's j-a-y-v mail um dot com because otherwise it, it was just jv it'd be jv mail yes that's just silly
0: yes it is as jv would probably tell us
2: <laughs> yes. <That's just> silly. <laughs> but you know him jv check out dot yes. com too
0: i would say you know me
2: but I'm nobody JV, knows. But I'm
0: not. Yeah, and I'm not JV. And plus, I think he has that trademarked.
2: Mm-hmm. At least according to you. His. Know me, I'm Joel. Just doesn't sound as good as you know me. I'm JV. So,
0: we will now go into our feedback because we actually have some, Jason. All right. Yes, we have some feedback. So first up, it wouldn't be a show without the Peter. That sounded wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey guys, it's me. And guess what? It's almost three o'clock in the morning. Surprise! I'm on my balcony, it, it's cold, it's not freezing, but it's cold, I'm going in soon. Just wanted to call in, because you're doing Labyrinth, uh, one of my favorite movies, starring David Bowling. I mean, not just a great artist, but a great, I think, great actor. I mean, have you seen The Man Who Fell to Earth? Uh, the Hunger? Uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and well, even Yellowbeard, you know the comedy he plays a shark. I'm, yeah, bit part. Uh, uh, it's and uh, Jennifer Connelly, uh, 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 Lib- labyrinth. It's just f- full of great characters like the lovable Hoggle, uh, the fox Didymus that my kids adore, and Ambrosius his uh, his dog ludo uh what else oh yeah one of no. mine no the little <laughs> blue worm i think it's blue you know that she encounters in the uh, crack of the wall the little english one aloud. yeah that one um so, yeah what, great movie uh labyrinth come on man And now I have to go in. It's getting cold. It's uh, been a long day. We had our Halloween party here today, too. Great success to the kids. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) have fun with the recording, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Peter. And one of my dreams is as the the winter progresses, Peter will continue to call, and he'll be on his balcony. But it will just get colder, (laughs) and he'll be like, hey, guys, it's me. It's twenty below, right? <laughs> My larynx is freezing, <laughs> and then you know, ding, d- yeah. Peter, Peter, yes, thank you for the feedback, Peter. <laughs> um, David Bowie is in fact a very good actor, even with crazy Tina Turner hair. Um, yeah, we'll get, we'll get yeah. into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> all right. Yeah, you're right. I am kind of, you know,
2: we'll we'll do you proud, Peter. We promise. Yes. And, all right. Any other feedback?
0: Oh, in fact, we do, Jay. In fact, we do. <gasps> no. Yes. Our buddy with a cold. with Talk about a trooper and having to call back because apparently, and who, believe, who would believe that a free voicemail service would have technical problems? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Apparently, he actually called in voicemail and I never got it. So, I asked if he wanted to get it in. That sounded bad. And I... Oh. Asked him to go ahead and resubmit. He did. He's awesome. It is Tom, the fanboy.
3: Hey, this is Tom the fanboy reporting in. Excuse me if I'm a little hoarse. I got a pretty nasty cold right now. <laughs> I Just finished listening to Donna to the uh, Night of the Living Dead con podcast, I needed to make sure I got these thoughts out right away, and maybe call in about the next movie. So I'm with Joel on the slow zombies versus fast zombies argument. Uh, I said I caught Robert Kirkman's statement, and uh, I think that overall slow zombies are better. And anybody who's making something run around needs to make a different type of movie. Infection films like Resident Evil and 20 Days Later, they're fine, but they they shouldn't call themselves zombies, and horror fans should know better. If you're going to start drawing lines between ghouls and zombies, then why not start with the sprint, sprinting creatures that have popped up? They're hungry for human flesh, and you don't have to worry about getting any, any, any arguments. Um, as for the runners... Um, that were in Dawn of the Dead. Snyder could have gotten away with that on the first day of the outbreak, when they're they're all fresh. Um, But by the time the characters are out of the mall and in the movie's finale, all the corpses should have been shuffling around. Rigor mortis isn't that slow. Um, Anyway, I understand that I had to get cut for time last time. I, I cut stuff out of my call before I even called in. Um, so I, I just have a lot to say about those movies. I knew you guys would get to uh, to get what I was implying about Todd having been in Candyman and other stuff, but I was kind of sad that you didn't mention Tallman's other role. I thought for sure you would have noted her um, for being in Army of Darkness at the end when she was an S-Mart employee that got FaceTime with Bruce Campbell. I, I know that's not the, the original ending of the movie, guys, but come on, it's Army of Darkness. And uh, if there's anything you should bring up, it's an Army of Darkness or an Evil Dead connection. This is Tom the Fanboy signing off.
0: Thank you, Tom. I will say the Patricia Tallman thing was my bad. I actually,
2: yeah, I completely we forgot. both kicked ourselves afterwards because yeah, really we, we knew well, but, mm. I,
0: I completely had forgotten that she was in it and then was doing research for the episode, came across it and was like, Oh my God, she was in army darkness. That's what Tom was mentioning. And I was mm. going to mention it completely got away from me. I was, it was just enough to get out the thing about Tony Todd and candy man. And, and don't feel bad. Tom, you know, things being cut for time, uh, but we do that to ourselves.
2: Yeah, we always do. <laughs> yes, we
0: do. Because um, these episodes would be like an hour and 40 minutes if I didn't. Um, so, yeah, because it's all Jason's fault, by the way. Not me. I'm not the guy mm-hmm. who goes on tangents. <laughs> oh, Jason, one other thing I wanted to tell you before we keep, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I will say, Tom, I'm going to be that guy. I am going to be the guy that has to kind of correct Tom the fanboy just a smidge. Just a smidge and honestly you threw me for a loop when i heard your voicemail because i was like wait a minute she was the chick at the end of the movie the s Mart, because i'll be honest i like that ending better than the spoiler alert for army of darkness because i'm sure there's people who are listening to this podcast right now that have never seen it uh the original ending was going to be this like kind of you know ash comes back from the past and it was apocalypse the world has ended blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. the one that played in theaters which is the one i always liked was the s mart ending well Patricia Tallman actually played the old hag that's yeah. stirring the cauldron, and she's in complete makeup, so you would have never even known it was her. Um, the lady at the end, because when you said that, I was like, "Wait, was that her?" And then the more I thought about it, I was like, "Let me check." And it's actually, and let me make sure I get her name right. And of course, freaking IMDb app. Come on, gotta scroll back through all this crap. Now, hold on. It, I, it was the girl from The Wedding Singer. She played Adam Sandler's girlfriend, Linda. That dry, uh, Angela Featherstone she is uh, I gotcha. Yeah, they left her as uncredited so apparently getting you know, saved by Ash was not sufficient so unless Patricia Tallman was the, the woman who changes in the S-Mart which I don't think she is I'm pretty sure she's the hag that's stirring the cauldron
2: But she yeah is. we knew she was the hag because yeah. we had talked about that before the show but we didn't get a chance to squeeze it into our discussion but, yeah.
0: but to his point she was in the yeah. darkness yeah. and we both screwed the
2: pooch yeah, well, <clears throat> we made up for it now. Thanks for the call out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, thanks for pointing out how inept we really are. Actually, yeah. I'm surprised Shannon didn't catch us on call us on that. She's slacking. Whoa, I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it, Shannon. Just remember that. Remember who who your real friends are. Okay, and now because she's a chicken, I mean, <laughs> because she's shy, Mags, Maggie, our buddy, our pal, the one who's unfortunately for her, listen to us since I believe the beginning, who has contributed incredibly great articles that always have a certain lilt to the dialogue, to the text, to the prose. She, sub- <laughs> she submitted a brief feedback email. I asked her to call it in and I believe my exact email was
1: please please
0: to which she replied, no, et cetera, et cetera. So she said that I could read this for her, but I asked, could I use a Cockney accent? <laughs> she said yes. Yeah. So
2: at, at one point, did the um, attorney contact you with the restraining order?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not the one who was in her Halloween picture. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I now present feedback from Mags. I love Labyrinth. Which going to do feedback but chicken out of going in? Suffice to say, I love it. (laughs) And so Demus is one of the best characters in a movie ever. (laughs) Thank you, Mags. That was
2: great. (laughs) Wow. And how you didn't make it as a voiceover I, agent. I, or, uh, uh,
0: yeah, I don't know.
2: Voiceover actor. I don't know. I don't know what, don't hate, don't know what the problem is.
0: Don't hate because of my amazing <laughs> skills. Don't hate. Appreciate. I love that my the extent of my <laughs> cockney is I take all the THs and I make them. <laughs> f- <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> Labyrinth was going to fight oh, back. Yeah. yeah, that was great. So, thank you, Mags. Yeah, you, <laughs> thank you, you Mags. I have a strange feeling that had you called in, it would have sounded. Oh, I don't know, better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so now
0: everyone thinks you sound like
2: mentally uh, inept, yeah, um... like, like like
0: like a thirty-five-year-old American <laughs> with a really bad Cockney accent. So, yay for you.
2: Yeah. So, Jason. So. I
0: think before we get racking and rolling with the old labyrinth here, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw out a uh, a promo. <gasps> I'm going to mix things no. up. Yeah, I'm I'm mixing it up, buddy. We are <laughs> going to go into a promo from our buddy Kevin Batchelder at the Saturday B Movie Reel.
2: Hi, this is Kevin Batchelder, <laughs> and
1: this is the Saturday B Movie Reel. It's a, shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> that about describes it, yeah.
3: All right, everybody stay here.
1: We look specifically
2: at the Sci-Fi Channel's original movies. You know the ones. The ones that air on Saturday night. Be Known
3: Throughout the Ages is an instant classic. <laughs>
1: we need a bigger gator! Uh, limb cutting yes. and blood squirting from... <laughs> flying limbs, I from called them. in my notes.
3: What could go wrong?
2: We look on a regular basis at the movies as they come out, and since there have been over 200 of them, we do go back and look at many of them that are now out on DVD. Please, no! By this point, I had completely forgotten any semblance of seeing if this actually makes any sense from a plot point of view. So come on by, get
1: involved, and have some fun. Check us out at SaturdayBeMovieReel.com. Our future depends on it.
0: Make it safe. Thank you, Kevin. My favorite line, <laughs> I think we need a bigger gator. Is that what you said? I think we need a bigger gator.
2: I think we need a bigger gator. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, I love those movies. and uh...
0: <laughs> I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. Really, yeah. we don't need any more episodes of the show. This one, the whole reason why I even wanted to start the show was just to prove Jason was insane. So I'm just kidding. I I, I know I,
2: that I didn't take 41 episodes. No, that's that took true. like halfway through the first one. So
0: that's true. It probably did. <laughs> and we burned that episode. So we did. <clears throat> yes. So Jason, would you like to? Um, since obviously we're covering Labyrinth this evening,
3: I'm just I, Love say, we to. Just,
0: I say after 20 something minutes, you <laughs> we'll just get right <laughs> into it. Right into the old synopsis because this one do we have a trailer. Uh we did oh uh, that's true. We probably should do that first, should we? Let's do a trailer.
1: The imagination of Jim Henson. Who are you? I've brought you a gift. What is it? It's a crystal. It'll show your dreams. That is further than you think. Of George Lucas. See?
0: There's nothing to be afraid of.
1: She should have given
0: up by now. She must be stopped.
1: The excitement of David Bowie. Everything I've done, I've done for you. I move the stars with no one. Run so long, run so far. Three extraordinary talents take you to a world of fantasy and adventure. The world of Labyrinth.
0: Ah, the world of Labyrinth, where 40 something year old men make googly eyes at jailbait. Jason, would you like to hit us with a
2: synopsis? (laughs) Yes. Uh, So it seemed we have a a recurring pattern of children with mental deficiencies. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Movies about children with mental deficiencies. Because this is a story of. Um, Young Sarah, who apparently is in – because they don't make a big deal out of this, but is uh, um, living with her father and stepmother and half-brother Toby, and she's sort of an aficionado of fantasy and fantasy worlds and and literature and is forced to stay home from her riveting social life to babysit her Toddler brother who I'd say is yeah what year year and a half something like yeah, that yeah maybe, maybe yeah yep maybe and uh, so she has to stay home and babysit him and she absolutely hates it she lives in this house with her evil stepmother and uh, which is an over exaggeration in, well, in the slightest
0: uh, 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 Jason she <laughs> makes her stay home and babysit while they go I out know. which they do apparently once a whole week
2: yeah and and don't forget they interrupted her. Um, out by herself, reciting lines from in the, in the rain. The <laughs> rain. Yeah, you, she should be thanking them. Uh, yeah. So I guess <laughs> in her anger, she calls out to the Goblin King. I wish he would take my brother away, and. Then that's when David Bowie shows up. He is the Goblin King. He takes the baby away. She's, oh, no, I changed my mind. No, I changed my mind. And he says, all right, we'll come and get him. So the baby is now in the castle of the Goblin King, and she has to make her way through the labyrinth to get to the castle of the Goblin King to save her brother. So um, that's where kind of the main bulk of the story is. She makes her way through the labyrinth. Okay, well, Jason, she eats up before with
0: you, before you go any further. Yeah. And he's going on about generosity this, and love me that, and respect me, and I've got this crystal ball thing for you. And then all of a sudden she realises and she says, you've Excuse got... me. What? Excuse me. <clears throat> what? Spoiler alert, please. Huh? continue was that mini Cooper? yeah <laughs> Bug <Bugger laughs> off
2: yes so as she begins to enter the labyrinth she comes uh meets up with uh two uh three different characters that then kind of help her along her way ludo who we heard the big no bad um no. kind of a God. Big, hairy, gorilla-looking thing with horns. Um, Hoggle, um, uh, played by Brian Henson. His voice was Brian Henson. And uh, um, Sir Didymus, who is kind of this fox Andreas. knight, yes, um, who is riding uh, riding on a sheepdog for a horse. Who also and so, who
0: happens to be the exact same dog that Sarah has.
2: In yes. The other- well, and, you know, these characters, all the characters yes. basically in the movie are in her bedroom at the beginning. You see... Various things and scenes, like in her bedroom in the beginning, they show on the wall, there's um, an uh, the M.C. Escher yeah, um, the a sketch of all the staircases that kind of go into themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the movie, uh, towards the end of the movie, she actually goes into that scene, like in the castle, like it's real. So, yeah, if you pay attention to the elements at the very beginning, they all kind of come back um, in reality because, you know, she's kind of mental. But- well,
0: I, I, w- <laughs> but- I would argue, Jason... What, whatever negative negativity you're going to throw this movie's way because i can just hmm? sense it in you i can just sense it you're just you're <laughs> chomping at the bit the, i haven't said anything that that's actually in storytelling called foreshadowing no, no. it, it kind of is
2: yes of course i understand oh, okay. and i'm just saying it's there so you know okay pay attention to it and you'll catch it if you rewatch it and if, but... and
0: if you're going to knock apparently this was also going to be an after school uh, special about schizophrenia
2: <laughs> yes, it was. Well, and then there were multiple themes that were fitting into the after school special category going on going on in this movie.
0: So. Touche. <laughs> uh,
2: so anyway, that's the bulk of the movie, and yes. um we won't give away the ending ending, but uh um Suffice so it to
0: say um, it involves an MC Escher drawing, Jennifer Connolly at fifteen, and David Bowie's COD piece.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: No. <laughs> Whoa. That that was a little impassioned. I'm a little concerned now. Oh. No. Yeah. No. So, Jason, let's get right into the nitty-gritty here. How did okay. was this a movie you saw as a child? Let's start there.
2: It is. I actually saw this in the theater. Um I have been for a long time because we didn't mention this, uh but this is written this is actually um written, directed um, by Jim Henson. Yes. Um, and uh, stars the voice of his son uh, Brian Henson plays the part in it. David Bowie plays the part of the Goblin King. We mentioned Jennifer Connelly. Um, it, and it's uh, produced
0: by he who, sh- who shall not be named.
2: Yes, <laughs> we won't mention the executive producer, George Lucas.
0: George um, Jar Jar Binks Lucas. I'm just going to let it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but so this was a Henson movie, and I have been a huge Jim Henson fan uh, since time immemorial. I mean, I I grew up watching up at Show, and he's um,
0: not he's not kidding, folks. He literally means time immemorial. He's that old. <laughs>
2: yeah, I actually watched Jim Henson grow up. Um, I knew his dad. No, <laughs> I used um, to babysit Jim Henson. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in fact, I used to show him Kermit. Wait, that's <laughs> never mind.
2: Is right. Yeah, st- yeah, How yeah, old no. is the statute um, of
0: limitations on what?
2: Mm, Too late. Um, yeah. So this is 1986. And I actually saw it. Um, I actually saw it, I believe, in 86.
0: Didn't I? But it, why, you saw in the did theater, it come out then, in '86? Was it you, summer? Yes. I don't. I don't. I'd have to look. I don't know.
2: I think it was summer. Anyway, I think I saw this right when it came out. Um, being a big fan of Jim Henson and the Muppets, I wanted to see kind of this this uh, darker twist of uh, a movie, um, and uh, I liked it. I remember mm-hmm. liking it, and then I remember watching it later as it came out on cable TV. But I haven't seen it in in a good number of years, so yes. this was one that I I was very hesitant going into to see if it had that, you know, if I was really feeling a case of CND with this and. Um, Uh, There are parts of it I remember as a kid. This is one of those that certain scenes really vividly stood out in my mind. Yes, And then other parts, it was like, wow, I don't remember that. Um, So maybe I blocked some of it out. But one of the things I remember, and, and first of all, let me be very clear for all of our fans, especially those in the UK and for Peter, who's a big David Boy fan. I recognize David Bowie's genius, and I like oh, his man, music. he
0: is so setting you folks up. This is, it, I, oh no, God. I, hold on, wait. Hold on. I'm just trying to step off the track. Hey, shut Did up. I this see is called tra- foreshadowing. You I, just said. I know. I'm seeing the train coming. That's that's good foreshadowing, Jason. I'm stepping off the track now. Excuse me. Uh,
2: um, no, I, li- I think he, David Bowie is a great musician, and the music in this is, is very cool. But one thing I remembered as a kid, the lyrics to a lot of these songs, as a kid, I just i didn't get like you, i didn't you mean hear like, what he was saying like or
0: slap that baby make him pee <laughs>
2: yeah
3: right exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly so as a kid i just never clicked i guess because you know it's one of those things you don't know, you don't think too much about it um but wh- as an adult i'm going back thinking what you okay wait you remind me of the babe what babe Baby. wait what uh, what, yeah. babe? <laughs> 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 I said, what babe yeah, you
0: remind me of the babe. yeah what babe the babe with the power what power the power of voodoo voodoo <laughs> voodoo no you're supposed to say you do
2: jeez dude no oh you do and you say you know
0: when you came over yesterday dude and i was wearing the cod piece and the tina turner wig and we were practicing this you had it down
2: see i was ready for it last night and then we just went all <sighs> anyway okay. so some of it just is was weird uh the like, lyrics like, now like that last i listen to them i can actually was it weird pay attention. like last night was it weird like last night yeah it was weird like last night um <laughs> Yeah, it was just odd, and, and some of it, I just, even now, I'm like, that doesn't make some sense. And one line would make sense, and then he'd go off talking this other stuff. I'm like, slap that baby, make him free? What?
0: It's forced, <laughs> Dude, there's nothing weird there. It slap that baby, make him pee.
2: Oh, <laughs> make
0: him pee, right. <laughs> uh, I tell that's and, what it
2: is. Yeah, and really, um, and this is directly to you, David, because um, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> Did you really have to wear pants so tight? That, that we, you were pointing at everybody,
0: really? <laughs> that we could, that we knew your religion and <laughs> and what size codpiece you wore.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, to the point we're watching this, and my wife's like, "Well, he's married to a supermodel, so whatever." <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh. yeah, but he had some tidy tight pants on if you haven't paid attention to that. But uh, it was
0: um, not cold in the labyrinth. No, it was
2: not. <laughs> but he did play a cool character, yes, and, and I did King. like – especially um, uh, Tom kind of mentioned – was it Tom mentioned it? Oh, no, no. It was in um, JV's rant uh, in the, the spoiler alert thing. Um, the, towards the end, he kind of says, um, I'll give you anything you want. All you have to do is worship yeah, me. Yeah, I never – that you, I didn't get at all. All you have to do is love me, you know, and so that – the lines, you know – or a little odd, but I think this character came across really kind of cool in that. But um, I remember as a kid being kind of confused at that whole thing. But
0: well, I think the problem is he's saying, "I'll give you anything you want." You'll, you know, basically he makes it sound like she'll be all powerful and and everything else. Yet she, he'll be he'll be her slave as long as she worships him and makes him her master,
2: right? I, Which kind of has some religious undertones to it too, you know. You know what, and I
0: was gonna say I, I initially was gonna do this whole like snarky thing about insinuating some creepy sexual stuff but actually i will to be honest watching it i thought that's where especially the uh dream sequence which i guess you could argue the whole thing is kind of a dream sequence yeah but the dance the masquerade ball which is it me or or masquerade ball is creepy and i maybe it's the mask of the red death i don't know but masquerades creep me out
2: yes it's the it's the blank white faces well yeah it's
0: the michael myers thing i guess um
2: but yeah, that, yeah, that's her whole drugged out sequence. That's um, after she was given the fruit to forget, and she yes. kind of goes off into this weird land. That had more of this g- kind of the, you know. And it wasn't even none of it really came across as this weird sexual undertone. Well, it just but a, it definitely I think felt it's odd of the way that, he's you know, chasing
0: her and the the looks that they're giving. And, and the, yeah. if you listen to the lyrics of the song, I think that's what makes it a little bit. At the end of the day, I feel like the entire movie is meant to be in her imagination, and yeah. this guy embodies what a 15-year-old girl would imagine how he would want her but it's not particularly in a sexual way.
2: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, that that's a good point. If you I never thought about it like that. If you look at it from the perspective that these are her projections of what like romance would be or you On know costumes. desire, that's more of a teenage young teenager's um interpretation of what it's yes. supposed to be like yes. or, overly you
0: know. romanticized that he would say you all know. those things to her and it empowers yeah. her in the end and actually i think what we just discovered is this is actually a feminist film
2: because <laughs> they just you know wanted to see david boy's junk um right but
0: no that's no. not where i was going with it but okay um <laughs> <laughs> yes i i actually think i this movie i had a similar reaction that i did to clue I loved this movie as a kid, like like you. I, I actually mm-hmm. don't remember if I saw it in the theater, but I know this was one of those my sister and I would rent and watch over and over, like to the point where I knew. I still like when as soon as I saw, it, I haven't seen it in years, and every song I knew the words to. Yeah, at the back yeah, of My hand. It holds up in a in a visual sense. I think the mm-hmm. the puppets, Muppets, whatever you want to call them, are mm-hmm. awesome, especially Hoggle. He. I, oh yeah. You forget that that is you know an actor and wearing a. a animatronic mask you completely i know it. yeah and yeah even ludo and i mean obviously sir didymus uh, all of that it play it's played really really well and proves mm-hmm. yet again that you don't have to over abuse cgi yeah because <laughs> i imagine if that's what animatronics were like in 1986 hmm i wonder where the technology might be today so yeah. well i guess we uh, kind of saw that a little bit in where the wild things are which was a good combo of the two yeah, But that all being said, just the, the set design, the look, the feel, the fact that, um, and I'm going to have to cheat a little bit, but I do know that it's the same set designer that did Dark Crystal. And yeah. Toby, who plays the little brother, was actually his son in real life. Hold on.
2: um, It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toby Froud was the yeah. name of the boy. Yeah, I just don't was, remember the guy's name. The yeah, boy. I don't remember. But I remember reading about it, yeah. Um, yeah, Brian Froud? Uh, you know yeah, I don't remember. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, and, and it's, and I will say, because I don't know, um, can I bring up Dark Crystal or? Yeah, go ahead. You bringing that up later? No, no, you go ahead. Okay, um, yeah. Of the because this this is one of the two films that Henson did that were more kind of that foray into the darker um, side of 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 storytelling. You know, he he did um, a lot of the Muppet movies, obviously, and, and his stuff was generally happier. Although if you look at some of you know his Saturday early Saturday Night Live work, it was it was more along these lines. But of the two, I think Dark Crystal delivered much much better. Mm-hmm. Um, the story just felt better now i haven't seen that in a number of years either but i don't think that i'd have you know an adverse reaction to it but um i think there were parts of it that the story was was a little bit better now i love jennifer connelly in this she was really good i thought she played her character well i thought it wasn't too overacted and considering that she's 16 in this yes I mean, she's actually 16 in this movie. That's pretty darn good. And, yeah. you know, she's, very, she's not she's very a talented. 23-year-old seasoned actress who played a teenager like we've talked about in the past. But mm-hmm. um, she did very well. And so the animatronics and the – the, but when I rewatched it this time, the story was kind of slow. It wasn't as, you know, as exciting as I remember. I mean, there were some things. But I will point out there were some beautifully ingenious moments. Yes. I mean genius moments. Like – One of my favorites, and still to this day, when she goes up to the logic doors and she has to decide which door is lying, which one's telling the truth. Yes. And she chooses one. And then she says, oh, it's a piece of cake. And, of course, anytime she says that in the movie, like three different times, something bad happens. Mm -hmm. So she drops down that trap door and all the hands catch her. Yes. But the hands, hands. all these different hands make different faces and talk to her. Dude, that was amazing. I mean, that was just really, really out-of-the-box stuff. I think, I, think,
0: I think they used they said they used over 100 hands to create that sequence.
2: Uh, I can't imagine what it was like behind the scenes, seeing oh, all those. Because they were it. all real hands. That was no CGI. Yeah. There were no puppets. That was all hands doing things back there. So. Yeah, it
0: looked really, really good. And, and yeah. I think that the—and uh, I don't know, because one of the things I read— said that there were some things that gets added into maybe the DVD version, as far as hiding Jareth's, uh, that's the David Bowie's character, uh, uh-huh. his face. But I don't know if you caught it. The one I caught uh, right off the bat was when Hoggle, uh, Jareth goes to him, it's right, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was after. They're out. There was like a rock formation, and Hoggle... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually. I think when they first, when he's first left her, right before she goes and finds Ludo, I think it's in that vicinity of okay. the story. and
2: if you, that's the time where the um the David Bowie statue was kind uh, of
0: yes, like it's a fa- it's a it's a rock formation. The three makes, different yes, but when rock you move, formations. it doesn't look like you know. It's like a, it reminded me of the Mad Magazine. I'm sure there's a much more like proper way of yeah. describing that type of effect. But uh, you know, the Mad Magazine in the back where you'd fold the picture. Oh yeah,
2: and you fold it over. Screen, yeah, yeah. That
0: sort of reminded me of so. Yeah, I thought that was a cool effect, and and, and actually, just to correct it, because I'm sure there's someone out there who is a fan of this sh- movie and Dark Crystal that's been screaming this entire good time, going, "No, you morons! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it is actually." And then, of course, <laughs> my iPad just went to sleep. Okay, it is Brian Froud was Toby's dad in real life. The kid who played Toby, he did the Dark yep. Crystal and Labyrinth. He was the costume designer.
2: Costume designer. Yeah, I knew he's one of the artistic, uh, which um, makes his especially Especially
0: right? um, uh, some of Jareth's Outfits, like at the end, and everything reminded me very much of uh, Dark Crystal. Very similar, yeah, style. yeah,
2: yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, that that whole um, sculpture sequence was just amazing. I mean, it visually was just really, really cool. And again, thinking about that, that's all real graphics and real effects. That's not. Yes. Um, computer enhanced, but I mean, there are there are just some definite things in this movie that I absolutely love, and this will be a classic in my DVD collection for a long time. I don't hate it, but it was it was a lot slower than I kind of remembered it being, and um, um, some of the sequences were you know didn't quite play out as well as I remembered. And um, but their crystals actually you know, one of my all-time favorites. So hopefully we'll, oh, I know we've got that on the show list for next year. So mm-hmm. early next year. So we'll hit that again and I'll see, maybe I'm completely talking out of my left cheek, but
0: you know, which cheek, we'll my left. Oh, your left cheek. one. Ah, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. No, yeah. I um actually have found that, I saw Dark Crystal. It's been several years, but I saw it when it first came out of the movie. I remember being a little kid going to see that. Mm-hmm. I felt, as an adult, that it was pretty stinking dull. I thought it was yeah. beautiful. I could really appreciate it. I just found it to be dull. Yep. Um, and with Labyrinth, I I think my hesitation on saying it's slower. I, I just wonder how much of that it was just my ability to anticipate. Now, you could make the argument that truly anything that's written well, you know, you can obviously watch a movie more than once and Mm-hmm. experience on a different level I just felt like I didn't connect with it the same way that I did when I was younger I think it's you know much yeah. like I said with Clue it's a movie my kids will love and I will probably enjoy more watching it with them than just sitting there by myself watching
2: it yeah yeah that's true yeah that's true but then some of the hints of stuff you go back and watch and it still holds up beautifully well like you know if you ever go back and Muppets
0: watch take Manhattan
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite. Muppet Caper is a little better. Actually, the Muppet Movie is I don't my favorite. Think,
0: I don't think he directed Muppets Take Manhattan, though.
2: No, I don't think so. But then even like even Fraggle Rock. I mean, you go back and watch some of that stuff, and it's it's really well well put together. But um, so anyway, um, I did have a I did have a bit of trivia. Okay. For, you. Um, there was one other movie that David Bowie and Jim Henson were both in.
0: They were in or worked on together.
2: No, in. As in, you know, actor credits for, not just, okay. you know, music behind the scenes. You know what it is? I'm, it's an I'm, 80s movie. Okay, I'm not
0: looking. I'm put, I, Ladies and gentlemen, you can't hear it, but I am putting down the iPad. I had my notes page open anyway, so.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I'm okay, I'll, I'll yeah, slowly start hit, to give yeah, you hints. Yeah, you gotta
0: give me hints. Let's see how long it takes. Okay,
2: go. Okay, it's an 80s movie, okay. mid-80s. Okay. Okay, stars Jeff Goldblum. Into the Night. Dang! Now,
0: <laughs> I will be full disclosure... Full disclosure, while Peter was going on about all the movies David Bowie is in, I was looking up movies to see uh, um, yeah. what I could like. then be really obnoxious about. Oh, did you also know that he was in? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I decided <laughs> not to do it. Uh, but the only reason I knew it was into the night is because I happened to glance through and I saw the title. And as soon as you said Jeff Goldblum, I didn't know Jim Henson was in it. That would have thrown uh, me.
2: He's a He, he plays a, uh, a man that calls on the phone. I mean, I haven't seen the movie in, pff, God, forever.
0: Full confession, I've never seen it.
2: Really? Uh, I've seen it a couple it's, times. It's, a it's been Landis, a long time. And I didn't
0: even realize for the longest, I always love the cover, because the cover is so 80s to me. It's Goldblum, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, and it's got that neon, you know. Uh, we'll put the it. trailer
2: up. I'll put the trailer up on the Facebook page, because you've got to see it. It's actually a um, very classic kind of 80s adventure romance. It reminds Landis me a lot of, like, Romancing the Stone, if it happened, like, in a city.
0: Yeah, and I knew John Landis directed it, so I'm... Yep, yeah. yep.
2: So, anyway, yeah, it was. I thought that was kind of a neat tidbit. that Yeah, David Bowie has been in another movie with Jim Henson.
0: There you go. Nice.
2: Look at me, I did my homework. Look yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes.
0: So I also oh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up before we continue on. Yep. Told you this was gonna be a short one. <laughs> okay. A little behind the scenes. My my exact words to Jason were, "Yeah, i just not feeling the energy." It's like I oh, don't know. I got stuff to talk about. It. We can. And it's like, ah. but see, here's the problem. What what everyone here doesn't know is that for the longest time, I'd pull that crap and then want to switch the It'd movie on. would be like on.
2: an hour and a half episode.
0: Y- y- or, 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 well, there's that, yes. Or, I would, like, three days before we're going to record, I'm like, can we just change it to this movie...
2: Yeah,
0: and that what happened with What About Bob? Because we were going to do No Escape, and we scrapped it. Like at the eleventh like, day, do What About Bob? Sure,
2: and, I but, still think we should maybe hit back on No Escape again. I, mean, I know you didn't like, you weren't jumping all over with it, but
0: I-, I liked the movie when it came out. It's just rewatching it, and it's got Lance Henriksen and Ernie Hudson. You would think? But it's, it's, I but I just didn't feel, you know, the <laughs> energy. I just and then, but here's the problem. Now I'm putting out this whole coming soon. Thanks, Kevin. Now, now you're I, locked I, into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, totally like. <laughs> Because people will probably get a little annoyed if they're like, oh, Teen Wolf's next week. Oh, wait. No, it's not.
2: Because yeah, you don't change your mind about anything. No. They're
0: doing Bergman's The Virgin Spring. Oh. <laughs> Goody. <laughs> yes. So uh, I did want to make a comment. Did you get a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe from this movie? Because um... obviously we did a Nightmare on Elm Street episode for the Spooky Flicks Fest, so... Um,
2: we didn't actually talk much about it, but yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I'm making up for that now. We're doing the labyrinth episode, so now I'll talk about that one. No, let's but...
2: fill in with it. Yeah, yes. um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, there was. As a matter of fact, there were definitely a couple of much more darker dream elements. hmm. That felt more like that. You I, know,
0: specifically, they're... the scene from the junkyard into her bedroom, there was something uh, about uh, that yeah. whole... And I think also, you know, just something about it. Just felt... Like it, when the
2: walls are crumbling and the trash is yeah, coming all in the way and up stuff. The,
0: but even before that, even when she first comes into the room and like falls... it's Just something about that whole sequence. And there was a couple of music cues, too, that just reminded me. And I felt that the the theme of mm-hmm. Nightmare, where in the end... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Urban Elm Street for the next 30 seconds or so. When Nancy... Is, you know, has her back to Freddie and she says, you're nothing. You're yeah. beep. And Freddie disappears.
2: Very yeah, so similar. You no power over me.
0: Yeah, you have, or you have no power. This one ends with her saying you know, the line she can't remember, which, of course, is like the easiest line of everything she
2: says. I know. It's like, come on. Really? No,
0: I can't remember. You're... You've got no power. But yes, <laughs> the, she says the line to him at the end where she's struggling to remember it. But, just, you know, you have no power. It's the same kind of like realization. And I think it comes to that idea of these specters, these boogeymen, these things we build up Mm -hmm. in our heads. And and the idea that really the only way to overcome your fears is to realize that they don't have fear. You know, only the fear is right. what has the you power. You control
2: them because you yes. created them.
0: But I just thought it was interesting that there seemed to me, I just picked up a parallel. Yeah. I don't know how.
2: Oh, good call. I, and yeah. definitely on the ending there. And um, did you catch that owl? I mean, is that straight out of Clash of the Titans, the original or what?
0: <laughs> well, except I don't think it was meant to be. I think it was meant to be photorealistic.
2: I know. But it, it, the last, not the beginning, not the scenes in the beginning when the owl flew yeah, in, well, which that's what you're talking is about. <laughs> the form that... Um, uh, uh, Jareth takes, yeah. you know, David Bowie character, he takes the form of an, an owl. But in the end, when they show him flying away, that looks like the yeah, kind the, of, kind did of it. The yeah, right. effect of the old owl yeah, you're you know, right. in Flash of the Titans.
0: You're right. And and I think, and to, to the real quick, back to the nightmare thing, I think the other mm-hmm. thing that I found to be a parallel was they both seem to have the obviously this one explicitly the fairy tale aspect, but Nightmare ultimately feels like a fairy tale in a sense with the boogeyman and yeah, a dark fairy yeah. tale, but a fairy tale. That, well, I guess, really most fairy tales yeah, were contemporary dark, temporary fairy tale. Yeah, and and but it's the dream logic. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. this movie really operated on dream logic of you know characters just showing up conveniently, and and any other movie it would have felt horribly contrived. And I will give them credit because it never felt that way to me.
2: Right. And, and as and that things change as you're in it, because the whole concept of her being in the labyrinth and things were changing continuously yes. and like the M.C. Escher scene towards the end, that all felt very dreamlike because it was something, you know, sort of like when you feel you're when you do have a real dream and you things just kind of switch gears really quickly. But you don't feel you feel like it's all normal in a dream. Oh, and you, you do know, realize
0: I'm... that this movie might have been directly responsible for inspiring the name. Of the famous, the most famous school for witches.
2: I know. Oh, I forgot about that. I was going to point <laughs> that out. I'm like, wait a second. This is in 1986. They said, yeah, Hogwarts. Mm hmm.
0: Hogwarts um, getting his name misspoke, miss
2: like several times. Yes. I'm like, Gosh, she uh, ripped him off.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, miss um, Rawling. <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that at all.
2: <laughs> Jim Henson to call her oh wait, wait
0: ooh it's too
2: soon, my friend. It's too I'm soon. I'm sorry. It, it really is. Be, it will always be too soon
0: for Jim Henson. Yeah, Henson.
2: I cried. Yes, I missed But it. yes, it's Hogwarts nice. was in this before it was in Harry Potter. So yes, yes.
0: Indeed, indeed. And of course, by the time this episode airs, when does the actually you know what? Dude, I didn't even think to check that. When does the new Muppet movie come out? Uh I don't know. Holding <laughs> Talk to the People. Sound like we had this planned.
2: Walk amongst yourselves. Yeah, just, just, just. I'm getting verklempt. I've
0: got smokers in my guinea pig's Hold
2: on, <laughs> the Muppets. All righty then. You got the app in front of you. Come on.
0: Yes, I do. But uh, I set it down when people ask me goofy questions like, "What movie was Jim Henson?" Mm-hmm. And I know I don't have to set it down, but I want to because I know I have to look myself in the mirror and go, "You're not a geek. You're no. no. You don't like movies. You don't know anything. You're a loser. You have to use IMDb for everything." Like Jason. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. It comes out. Well, we've got all sorts of fun shenanigans.
2: Ooh, it was like... Dantooine, not Dagobah. Oh. <laughs> Burn. Chris Cooper Nothing like Nila walking Cousin. out of work w- with my smartphone out trying to make a witty reply and coming out oh, like a I, complete I, Oh wait
0: no, do you like how he, lay, he laid in the extra bag. the extra the extra excuse of I was walking out of work it'd been a hard day in the queue it'd
2: been a long day
3: i oh, was tired i was so I had worked tired. for
2: 24 oh, hours straight
0: that totally messes up whether or not i remember it's dagoba
3: <laughs>
2: i'm on i'm on a diplomatic mission from Bob Yoda sends his
0: regards. <laughs>
2: uh, All right. I was wrong, Tom the Fanboy, so, you know, you can hold that over wow, me. For seriously,
0: this this episode is getting a gold star. I don't know, has Jason ever admitted that? No. Anybody out there? No. Okay, this is kind of...
2: I'm only admitting it to him, not to you, so just you just mind yourself now.
0: Of course, you know what's really stupid? I'm on IMDb looking, and Flickster would be a much better choice, because it actually tells me upcoming movies and the dates. Ah, November 23rd.
2: No, yeah, so it is this it is this month. It's Thanksgiving weekend.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is Thanksgiving weekend. Uh well actually no the weekend before. Thanksgiving. Oh is, right. No, okay.
2: actually. No, no, it's uh No, you're um, right, it
0: is Thanksgiving weekend and I should be ashamed yeah, of myself because the twenty third is a Wednesday, it's, it's so it's coming that's out tech- my son's
2: birthday. <laughs> Well, because that's the big movie weekend, so yeah, they always start you're right, like a you're Wednesday. Right. Yeah, and, you're right, you're right.
0: I, I just, I look at the date and I was like, oh, why should, I should know that. Oh, yes, it's my son's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Better than your we anniversary. Bought you, we bought you presents. We mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes, the Muppets and a new Martin Scorsese movie that looks freaking awesome called Hugo. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Come out, comes out that weekend as well. So...
2: You ready yes. to go into our picks?
0: I am, Jason. Are you? That's the question.
2: Uh, oh, dude, I was born Ready?
0: you first <laughs> you first
3: it's <laughs> gonna add
2: that toilet sound in there because you keep forgetting to add it in yeah. uh, yes <laughs> So, this was a tough one because, I mean, my first inclination was to go with something like uh, uh, Dark Crystal because it's such a parallel movie to this. And and predictable. uh, uh, What?
0: I said and predictable.
2: Well, yeah, and it would have been predictable. (laughs) Plus, you know, we're going to go into it later, but... so And I wanted to talk about it a little bit, so anyway. Um, but another one I am going to go into might surprise you. It is actually uh, another Henson movie. It's uh, obviously, you know, I, I love Jim Henson. But I didn't pick a Kermit the Frog movie, although some of those are really good. And I mentioned before, like Muppet Treasure Island I love and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. But no, this time I went with one that I actually watched, and this was a, a really good um, childhood memory of mine. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Now, this is from 1977. Really, but I remember
0: Really? Really? Watching- what? I'm just kidding. I don't even know what the heck this is <laughs> you're talking about. Wait, 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 say you've never again. heard of it? Say it again. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I'm pretty confident you made that up. <gasps> oh, my God. You've got to watch this. You, I
2: remember watching you made, this. Okay. You made this up. You remember how
0: – This okay, movie doesn't listen. exist.
2: No, it does. Shut up. It does. Listen, every year as a kid on TV, there are certain movies that I remember playing – at certain times of year. You had the Wizard of Oz that always came out in the fall. You had uh, Charlie Brown um it's the great Bro- pumpkin, quick, Charlie Brown Christmas. Quick, quick, real quick.
0: It's called Honk My Hooters Big Jugs Christmas.
2: Oh, and then at Christmas time, it was Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Emmett Otter, my bad, sorry. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And it's basically the story of Emmett and his mom, and uh, their, their father passed away a, a, a while back, and their otters, obviously. And they have and the same father. <laughs> his father, her husband. Oh, okay. <sighs> you are such a hater of Christmas. I really got to break you of that. No,
0: just some movies um, that don't exist.
2: it is an awesome movie anyway it's it's jim henson um um uh, directed it, and it's, it's got I think it might even have a little Kermit the Frog introduction in it, but it's, it's no regular Muppet characters are in it. It's the story of, of Emmett and his mom, and they're kind of dirt poor living in a shack, and um, they want to buy Christmas presents for each other, but neither has the money, so they enter this music contest, kind of this local music contest. But the feel of it is is similar to uh, like a, a Muppet puppet style, but the town is really quaint, and it's, it's kind of cool the way they do it. I love, love this movie. I ended up it on DVD and uh, my kids, we watch it now because I don't have regular network cable TV, but um, we watch it on DVD every year around Christmas time. And, and it's just one of those really cool, feel good movies. Um, beautiful style of Henson. I mean, the the, the puppets are very, um, you know, Muppety from early Muppets. But uh, Frank Oz plays a, a big voice in it. And mm-hmm. um, um, so anyway, it's a great one. OK, um, haven't seen it. You definitely got to check it out this I, year. I trust you, I don't know if it's I, on Netflix. I'm not
0: joking. Seriously, I don't think I I've can- ever heard of it. <laughs>
2: I can't believe I haven't heard of it. Now, I'm not saying that's a horribly bad thing, but you've got to watch it. It's really, really good. 1977 is when it came out, um, but it's quick, been on.
0: T- Night of the Lepus good? Um, In a different way.
2: <laughs> Night of the Lepus <laughs> is awesome. I, I feel
0: like we have to add certain caveats, so I know what I'm getting <laughs> Night into. Night of the Lepus.
2: Now, wait. Have you seen Night of the Lepus? Yes,
0: I have. Divorce okay, Kelly. see?
2: It is awesome. It is kind of awesome. Giant rabbit. <laughs> yes, yes, so. Plus, it has bones from yes. star trek so. i said
0: to force kelly
2: <laughs> okay anyway so that's my pick it's a good one if you haven't seen it definitely check it out the holidays are coming up it's a good time to get schooled on some good old-fashioned christmas movies so
0: yeah okay so my pick jay and mine yep. mine exists <laughs> yes um here's the thing i know it's gonna shock you to learn i literally as you were talking cause I, and i know it's gonna shock you to learn that i don't really listen when you talk but uh-huh. but what did you what? say something Oh. <laughs> I actually changed my pick midstream Oh, <laughs> I've been on the fence back and forth as to which movie it was going to be there was two choices for me so I'm going to cheat and say both
3: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> just because I can't uh, go ahead yeah but but one I'm going to give more attention to than the other one
3: mm-hmm. and
0: that'll be my official pick so the first one uh, both of them are connected via Jennifer Connelly ah uh... But
2: that, did you need that moment?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I did. But I will say that shouldn't be considered creepy because I, you know, she's, you know, like a cute kid in Labyrinth. But yeah, but and actually in this first one, she's still a cute kid because actually this movie came out before Labyrinth. It is <clears throat> Dario Argento's phenomena. When I saw it though, at the tender age of like nine, it was called Creepers. And I'm pretty confident in one of our earlier episodes, I may have told this story, and I'll just do it very briefly. Long story short, I'm nine years old, Critter's came out around this actually uh phenomena came out in 85 but critters and phenomena i guess were on video around the same time and i really wanted to see critters because i loved gremlins and i heard it was like gremlins so my cousin who is about five years older says oh, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. I, this I i, I rented i rented this movie and and, I, and he said the name and i thought he said critters i'm like dad can i go see it and my dad being the you know strong parenting figure he was <laughs> said sure son <laughs> go ahead and i went over to my cousin's house and we popped this movie and i'm like huh there there are no cool alien monsters. Oh, oh, my God. What am I
2: saying? Yeah, this is the bug movie, isn't it? Yeah,
0: this is the movie where Jennifer Connelly's character uh, uh, can telepathically communicate with bugs. I'm going to cheat a bit and read the IMDb plot summary. Mm-hmm. It is a young girl with an amazing ability to communicate with insects is transferred to an exclusive Swiss boarding school where her unusual capacity might help solve a string of murders. Yeah, I'm just going to lay it out for you, folks. She telepathically communicates with bugs. There's a killer mutant midget, I guess, that uses giant (laughs) shears to chop Coed's heads heads off. Um, There's a monkey with a straight razor. um, Flies ripping. There's a body pit that at some point she lands in. It's messed up. And it stars Donald Pleasant's.
2: Mm, yes, I ha-
0: no joke, dude. This is this one. I think we ought to put on the list because I haven't seen this since I was nine years old. This might be a good one.
2: Yeah, as I, I I've the never trailer, seen this from beginning to end. Watch
0: the trailer on YouTube. Full warning: if you are offended by. Graphic violence and gore—they really this. Even though there were, I don't think this is a red band trailer, it's red band. It's, yeah, it's a I pretty gotcha. intense trailer, and and in true mm. Dario Gento fashion, it is just dream logic. Even though his movies, the car- it's not really a dream, but right. it feels like one. It feels like a nightmare, mm-hmm. and it, it, it. I'd be interested to see how well it holds up. I, I as a child, it traumatized me and explains a lot of deeply disturbing things about me. Yeah. So the other one <laughs> though, my my primary pick, yes, is. Career Opportunities Career Opportunities Why does that sound familiar? Um, Because it's awesome Yes, Career Opportunities came out in 1991 It was written by John Hughes It starred huh? Frank Whaley And Jennifer Connolly. And this, by the way, folks, would be the point where You know what I'm saying? Yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and Totally Not creepy, because she's like in her early 20s Mm. Of course, I guess it's kind of creepy now because I'm, like, in my mid-30s. Uh, no, whatever. Yeah, I love- at the time, I was younger than her, so it's okay. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but, yes, Frank Whaley plays a kind of a typical Hughesian character, you know, kind of a charming guy, but he's kind of a slacker. He's sort of like if Ferris Bueller was a bit of a loser. And mm. you know, it breaks down the fourth wall. He talks to the camera a lot. He ends up getting a job working the night shift by himself at a Target which is funny because at the time at least in our deck of the woods there were no targets and nah. I, I thought it was a made-up store nah. uh, john candy <laughs> actually has a cameo in this a small part um he plays with the hiring manager yeah um william forsyth has a small part in it um connecting it to our young guns episode uh dermot mulrooney
2: oh yeah yes. yeah yes
0: so basically frank Whaley's character is... Uh, Jesus, size of that chicken! <laughs> yes. <laughs> he plays Jim Dodge, and he's spending, you know, this this night, he's supposed to, you know, clean the store or whatever. And yeah. while he's in there, turns out that Jennifer Connelly's character, Josie, has hidden out in the store and is, is there with him, wearing a white tank top and tight black pants. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh Dermot Mulroney's character, Nestor Pyle, and his sidekick, played by Kieran Mulroney, which makes me wonder if they're actually brothers, uh, who plays Gil Kinney. They break into the store to rob it. Which
2: I think I've seen this. Yes. It's been a long time, yes. but I think I might have seen this. Dude, it sounds very. Familiar. I was
0: obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. Wow, it was really kind of pathetic. Like I went and saw it like six times and bought the soundtrack. It was actually one of the first CD, actually it may have been the first CD I ever bought.
2: See, I might like be blending own. memories between this and Mannequin. Oh god. that the no. same kind of vibe, but Yeah, it's know.
0: a similar vibe, but this movie like doesn't suck. Being in suck. a store alone. Yeah, this movie doesn't suck. And oh! and I'm sorry, but but Jennifer Connelly and Kim Cattrall really. Yeah,
2: there's no no, uh, no compatibility but yes.
0: No. Yeah. But yes, so career opportunities. Check it out. I actually another one we actually should add to the to the old uh show because honestly, dude, I haven't seen this one in years and I would love I I'm, I'm sure it's...
2: <laughs> I'm making the, note of it now. Yes. Listen. Okay, it's on the list.
0: I I heard nothing but a slight gaseous noise. Was that you? Yes. Excuse me. Yes. Yes, Career Opportunities, 1991. Check it out one time, won't you? So, Jay, you ready to hit him with some knowledge, hit him with a little voicemail action?
2: Yes, please give us a call anytime. if you have something to say about the movies, if you have something to say about us, if you have nothing to say, but you just are out on your balcony in the middle of the night and it's 30 degrees and you're in the middle of Sweden. Give us a call. We really don't care. We'll still put you on the air. 206-203-0491.
0: And Peter, you call too.
2: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes,
0: and visit us at ForgottenFlix.com. That's flicks with an X. And thank you, JV, for getting that right in the promo, buddy. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so ForgottenFlix.com, follow us on Twitter. I am forgotten flicks. Jason is Flix Sidekick. You can also check out mm-hmm. our Facebook page, which thanks to Jason actually has something happening other than just posts. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to start putting up yes. uh, trailers from the movies we uh, are talking about. Yes. Um, also, some upcoming trailers or just some interesting trailers we've seen. Yes. Um, we just put up the Labyrinth uh, song, uh, David Bowie's song up there that has extra footage of Hoggle, which wasn't in the movie. So yes. go check that yes. out. Yes.
0: Hoggle playing with his hogwart. <laughs> yes. And I would like to, uh, we're going to, I believe, uh, put the trailer up there, and I'm just going to briefly mention this, Jason. A uh, mm-hmm. movie I saw, I told Jason he has got to see Post-Ace. It's actually a few years old. I avoided it, mainly because for some reason, I think I was confusing it with another movie, and I was so wrong. It was so good to be wrong, actually, on this one. <laughs> in, in 2008, it's called House of the Devil. If you have Netflix, it's instant. Watch it. Yeah. If you're a fan of early 80s horror, watch this movie. The, the writer, director, and editor Ty West gets it right. It, oh it yeah, aesthetically felt. It's a slow burn. If you're the kind of person that needs, you know, balls to the wall, like from the moment the camera starts cranking up, you're not gonna, you're not gonna dig it. But if you appreciate a slow burn, if you appreciate attention to detail, where I, if I didn't tell you this movie was only a few years old and just popped it in. You would yeah. think this was a movie that came out in 1983. You would be yeah. It's shocked. got a good
2: style to it. Yes. I like it.
0: Yeah, check the trailer out. Um, Tom yeah. Noonan's in it. Uh, Mary, um, um, why am I brain farting? Mary Waranoff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, D. Wallace has a, has a part in it, it. towards the beginning. And the the main actress whose name is escaping me. Man, I wish it wasn't. At moments, spitting image of Margot Kidder, and then at another moment, spitting image of young Karen Allen, like yet when they were young and uber hot. And oh, yeah. it's 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 a great movie. So check it out if you're into horror. I will warn you, it does get messed up so if you're very sensitive to that kind of thing you may not but it's it's
2: great it's <laughs> yes it's great yeah and the the same director Ty West is, has a movie out right now in the innkeepers who yeah it's gonna open um, wide I think soon. One, so. I,
0: I think they played some festivals and some people have seen it and it's got a really good uh, buzz that one takes place in the modern time it's a ghost story uh, so, yeah, yeah but
2: as of now it's like in the top three most talked about on IMDB so it's awesome I mean it looks great yeah Looks good. So we're going to try and get like him on the show if this. we yes. can. Yeah, if you're listening, it. Ty.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which, oh, I'm sure. Much call. like George Lucas and, and uh, David Bowie, as you you know, so astutely oh, yeah. observed, I'm sure he, too. Yeah, Remind also. me
2: to tell you about yeah. Lucas's hate mail later. He sent me an email, but really? I just keep sending it to junk.
0: Yeah. You, you don't even respond anymore, do you?
2: I don't. I, I just I filter up. him out. He goes it right up. to the trash. I
0: gave up. It was ridiculous. I was like, really? Come on, man. I told you what I thought.
2: He I'm keeps calling changing. me in that stupid Jar Jar Binks voice.
0: I'm like, stop calling yeah. me. Yeah. You, you got that call too? Where it's like, "Ooh, Misa, think your podcast suck." And I was like, <laughs> "What? Who does that?" Oh, I know who does that. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Anyway. So, uh, Jason, any final words?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, just slap that baby, make him pee. <laughs>